I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily Ooh, I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta-Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hey everyone, we're back with two people that I met, gosh, I don't even know how long ago now, maybe a couple of years at a conference, and they just were lights shining in the conference hall, and I immediately was like, zoop, I, you know, I was very attracted to like wanting to come over and talk to these two. We did a show, and it was wonderful, so I'm really glad to have Eamon and Nina O'Hara back on Mental Health News Radio. Thank you both for coming back on. Thanks for having us, Kristen. <laughs> We're excited. Yeah, and you're out in Southern California, correct? We are. Yeah, that that's where uh, we're providing services and, you know, creating a life for ourselves out here, you know, trying to help with this drug epidemic that we're experiencing nationwide. Yeah, that's the thing that's interesting to me. And I, I wanted to get your your uh, opinions on this, because what I hear from where I sit, and I want to make sure listeners know, um, Alignment Home Health is the organization that they run together. The website is addictionhelpatathome.com. So um, what's what I find interesting, and I listen to so many shows, I have people on the network that are in recovery, they're peer counselors or they're counselors. I have first responders, you know, first on the scene for what's going on with the opioid epidemic. Uh, we actually had several that are in San Diego that came on and did a show and talked about what was going on for them and their own issues with addiction. And that show got a huge amount of reaction. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what I find interesting is this. There's the business of running some kind of a treatment center that's trying to help with this crisis that's monumental. And then there's the consumer. And what I find interesting is there's all this bah, 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 bah. Um, everything's bad, everything's bad, everything's bad. And it is, it is bad, but it tends to blast, you know, treatment programs as these pencil pushing uh, people that don't care about addicts and, 
you know, just push a button and say, nope, you can't get any more treatment and they're cold and heartless and blah, 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 blah. And I, I think it's not such a black and white issue. And if we keep making addiction a black and white issue, that's part of why we're in this crisis. That's my opinion. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think that that's accurate that, um, you know, the stigma, we'll hear, keep hearing about that word from the general public, from people who've had bad experiences is, you know, exactly what you're talking about. But there's also, you know, the tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of people who, you know, go to a treatment center, get great treatment and, you know, enjoy their time and get better. I think that, you know, back up a little farther, the, there's no doubt that prevention is one of the most important things to work on here because if you don't have new people getting addicted um, with all of the methods that we can include with prevention, that's that would be the first step to really be making a difference. But what we did is we took a look at this uh, treatment environment that isn't very effective. What we're seeing is about 80% of people that go to these treatment centers relapse after discharging. And if you think of another disease that has an 80% failure rate after treatment, I mean, there's, that is, you know, pretty high, yeah, pretty (laughs) high failure rate. So what we did is, is we took a look at what, what can we do to make treatment more effective? It's not, a, you know, you hear a lot of times the length of stay, right? Well, long-term recovery. Well, I have personal experience treating people for up to a year or longer, and they faced the same challenges when transitioning back to their home environment that, they, that the people who discharged after 90 days um, had faced. And... So what that led us to believe is we need to go where people are relapsing. We need to provide support, accountability, and treatment within their home environment. We need to help their families with education on how some of the things that they may think are helpful actually you know, are detrimental to an addict new in recovery. So that is what led us to create Alignment Home Health to, you know, get in those homes and do that. And and what we did in the meantime is, you know, we didn't want um, this, this new model, this home care model to just be, you know, part of the Wild West show out here in California. So we did some research and became licensed with the Department of Social Services to have that extra level of accountability for us so that we can you know, start on the right foot. And if we're creating a new industry here, do it with a governing body. And that's what we've done so far. We're having tremendous success with the people that we're working with. And uh, we're right around the corner from being able to uh, accept insurance as a form of reimbursement for our services, which would really help, you know, get this this new sector of treatment off the ground to really make a difference in impact, you know, all of those addicts and their families that are currently, you know, struggling with the relapse and the in and out of expensive treatment. Yeah, there's two things that you that you brought up that the first was 
what kind of pushback have you seen or in the industry related to what you're offering? Because what you're offering is to help treatment centers not have relapsers. Yeah, it, right. it's it's been it's been overwhelmingly uh, what negative. <laughs> yeah, for, for, <laughs> yeah, for lack of straight up, word, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's not a and and this is the whole issue. And there's there's a term that's used in the industry called the continuum of care, mm -hmm. meaning that you're providing you know a service and then when something else is needed you're connecting with another service well what we found is that that term is used within their own center but outside of the center nobody seems to be too open to you know referrals for aftercare and you know you can't you can't change the direction of the river right so right. we're not trying to do that what we want to do is we want to get enough traction and make a big enough difference that similar to the traditional senior care model, when people get out of a structured traditional treatment environment, it's required that there's a home care right. referral for addiction home care. Yep. And, and that's really our long-term goal. It's, it's quite a hefty one. But we believe that just adding that piece in can limit that relapse uh, potential from 80% to really 20% per potentially. And, and we're continually gathering data with our success so that we can support that. We've only been at this uh, about four months right now. But like I said, the people that we are working with are overcoming barriers that has you know led them to relapse in the past right and you know it's interesting hospice has home care <laughs> right so it's, it's not an outdated or brand new thing to the world of healthcare. it's just not been welcomed and mined and utilized in the right way or if at all in the addiction world and there's one other thing that I think about too is um, a, of course, there's always well, you know, treatment centers make money on relapse because it's you know, right. you relapse, you have to come back, and that is a whole other conversation. And you know, I don't want to go into bashing treatment centers about that. That is a whole other conversation though. But the thing that's interesting is, and maybe people are getting aware, and you guys educate me. It seems like you know, society just addicts or, you know, recovering addicts or second class citizens, they choose to do these things and let's just throw them away somewhere so that we don't have to do with them, get them fixed once. And then when they get out, they should, everything should just go back to, you know, normal. And what I'm seeing change about that horrific model <laughs> is that, it's becoming accepted now that this is, there's a reason why it's called addiction and that someone is going to relapse most likely again and again and again at different times and points in their life. And that's part of the journey. It's not that they keep failing. 
it's that it's part of the journey. So instead of, oh, all these treatment centers that I've paid for, oh, why can't one just fix them? It's let's reshape the way we look at it and realize this is a journey and there will be a lot of treatment for some people. Do I, am so, I a completely off base? Or? No, no, yeah. that's, that's accurate. And really the question comes down to, um, you know, life is going to happen and, you know, people are going to have, you know, mind, just mind blowing events occur in life. And some, if they're not prepared or equipped or, you know, loss of life, um, change in job, like th there's things Whatever that happen. Whatever their trigger is too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, and that's the, the question is what type of treatment are we providing and can we intervene quick enough? Because, right. you know, a lot of these centers are, you know, 50, a hundred thousand dollars for a month or two stay. And right. it's just not economically feasible. So, right. you know, getting some resources out there to, and, and someone who's been sober before and been to a couple of those treatment centers, what we're finding is they know what to do. Right. They just like, you're, you're yeah. not going to learn anything new. Yeah. I mean, it's, it becomes an ineffective, you know, practice to keep going through the cycle of the treatment centers, you know, I mean, and that's why what we do is different and so valuable is because we really believe it's effective. You know, it's, it's boots on the ground, really people, you know, yeah. our team going in and helping you not in a microcosm, you know, but in your own, you know, not in a controlled environment, but in your own environment where you, you know, have real life stressors, you have certain issues come up and it helps get to, we, we have people that help get to the root of the root with the family dynamics and things like that. You know, these are the things that, you know, a lot of people believe, you know, the disease concept is obviously present, but, um, you know, the things that you use over, you know, triggers really old, old traumas, you know. Absolutely. Help I, all of that. So, exactly. I, I mean, I feel like you can't really stay sober unless you get down to that in the end. I mean, that's a personal belief, but that's something that we do. You know, our program is really customizable, truly. And I think that a lot of, a lot of treatment centers kind of boast that, but I mean, we really are one-on-one. -on -one, so I feel like we can spend the time, you know, and, and, and the model is just really easily replicated. You know, well, that's what's interesting too, because it would actually help with success, with success rates, um, which is kind of where the medical, not kind of the medical field, is going, which I have my right. disagreements with too about that. But, but it actually does support, you know, evidence-based medicine and you know all of that to to have something like what you do as an adjunctive th aftercare right. therapy someone will relapse even you know maybe they won't and maybe they will with that work with you but you know it may not be where they relapse as hard or as long or there's not as much damage and they don't die right you know the interesting thing about you know going to treatment is the fact that you go you're in a in a you know secluded environment and then you have to come home and mm -hmm. we're not creating anything new here. We're taking a traditional treatment model as far as the services, the therapy, the drug counselors, the nursing, 
the psychiatrist. We're taking the whole, you know, treatment team and we're just moving it into a different uh, environment where the addict struggles. Right. In real time. I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous, and they're just good people. And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, CopeNotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. I found this interesting because there was a there was an organization, and shame on me for not remembering their name because they're wonderful, but they they don't deal with um, substance use disorders. They are dealing with um, you know depression and and everything related to mental illness in that arena. And they have a team. They have a team of people that go into the person's home. They go to the school with the person. They go, you know, uh, and they're they become a part of their daily life. It's not a sober companion type of thing in any way. These are doctors and counselors and whatever, and they are a team and they're out with this person in their life, in a college classroom with them, going to the grocery store, what have you. Not exactly. just a com- not just a companion. And when you guys were talking about this with us before we started recording, I was like, again, why is that accepted even in in mental health, which addiction is part of mental health, thank you very much. But why is it not, you know, accepted in the addiction piece? And hopefully it will be with what you're doing, but it absolutely makes sense. It does work. It will work and does work in addiction cases as well. It's just one of the ways to lower the recidivism in and out of treatment. And it's been, you know, home care has proven to work in a lot of different sectors of, you know, behavioral health and senior care, like I had mentioned, and it's time to give it a shot with, you know, addiction treatment, because it's the it's from what we're seeing the missing link, you spend all of this time, effort and money in helping someone for, you know, 30 to, you know, 30 days to nine months. And then all of a sudden you say, Oh, and you're going to leave tomorrow. I know everyone who and you're is fixed. your subst- Yeah. Well, well not even even th- that you're fixed. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes, you know, yes, it's your fixed or you know, a lot of times it's well, your insurance you're prob- Yeah, you're probably not ready, but talk to your insurance company about that and we'll see you later. And their entire support system is Go you know, on. up gone and they're uprooted and they're usually, you know, hundreds to thousands of miles away from home and their parents don't want them back because, you know, the le- not that they don't want them back, but they just are so scared about them coming home to that environment where they were so worried about them before they went to that treatment center. So they try to, you know, keep them there. And a lot of times what we're dealing with is we get calls from parents who are out of state because we help people in Southern California and they say, you know, my son or daughter just 
was asked to leave the treatment center. They're doing so good. They can't come home because I feel like they're going to relapse. And, you know, what are they, what are they going to do now? I just got them an apartment or, you know, sometimes it's early enough that it's like, we got them a hotel room for three days just to figure out what we're going to do. And, you know, that's really hard for somebody who's new with all of that change. It would be hard with someone who wasn't struggling with, you know, addiction. So um, that's what we try to do is help them. Okay. You know what to do now. Let's take a look at this. Let's use all of the resources that you have. We spend just as much time on the phone or, you know, in person if they're around with the family members, because they, they're the ones who really want their son, daughter, nephew, friend to succeed. And they will do whatever they can. They just don't know what to do. So that's, right. you know, it, it's really like a lot of family advocacy uh, in that way. But it's a family disease, right? So you have to treat the whole dynamic. Right. And you have to treat them where the disease was activated, which is in the family right. environment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we're really excited about what we're doing and we're hoping that this can be, you know, mainstream. Yeah. Uh, standard new, of care. Yeah. A new standard yes. of care, a new, a new low, you know, the, you know, just, just as common as, you know, IOPs are these days. I mean, out here right. you've got an IOP on every street corner <laughs> and you know, the sober <laughs> livings are busting them in and, that's all great and people are sober in that time, but what happens when they leave and what we're finding is when they leave, they're just, they forget everything that they've learned. And if they relapse, they've got to, you know, start over essentially. Yeah. And there's this shame of relapse and yeah, there's a, this is a, this is conversation that needs to keep happening. It needs to be repeated. I want to have the two of you share with our listeners why let's start with you Nina why is this you know important to you as a as your work and I know it's not just your work you guys do something like I do this is my soul's purpose so why is that why is this that way for you Nina well you know I I really feel you know being in recovery is you know we always say everyone could use a program or a little help, you know, there's so many things that you go through in life and there's so many things that happen that, you know, whether they were meant to or not, or, you know, for whatever reason, you have to adapt. And I feel like we provide structure and help for people that have the, you know, a little bit of the odds stacked against them. You know, when you have a disease, I, I think, like you said, there's so much stigma involved, but I mean, Things are more challenging. They just really are. But I mean, I really believe in the beauty of getting to the other side of it and all the growth that happens in that process. You know, I think that we really help people to grow, like, and find out what they need and what they want and become, like, fully developed individuals, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's our goal. I mean, it's, it's, there's just so much that goes on in a person's life from, you know, from infancy to adulthood and and if you have the addiction piece it's like I mean how do you you don't you don't deal with it you don't deal with it until you just nothing's working anymore right right, exactly so I really feel we feel you know not to keep craving but it it is a true passion um as well 
And I mean, I, I, I have so much compassion for addicts and love for them and the families. I mean, but it brings you to another side of yourself. I think, you know, like I was saying before, everyone could use a little, I don't know, goodness of the structure of doing the right, right thing and figuring things out. And, you know, and isn't that what it's all about with the TED conferences? And, you know, we're all trying to just be a little bit better today than yesterday, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Eamon? Well, I mean, I've came from the treatment world and I could have, you know, continued in that way and we could have, you know, started the residential and the IOP and the sober living program again, but it, it wasn't, it didn't mean anything anymore because 80% of people would return. And so what we did is we took a few years off and said, what, what can we do here? You know, the, I don't think Southern California needs another intensive outpatient. I don't think <laughs> that they need another six bed residential treatment center what's going to make a big difference here we want to be really impactful i'm very passionate about you know making a difference not in you know of course the lives of one or two matter but big picture what are we going to do here and it takes a village and so what we you know came up with is alignment home health we go in the homes and that means that there's not a set number of people that we can help if you know it's it's right. very uh, right, economical. you're not relying on beds and space because you're going to them. Interesting, yeah. Right, right. So, so we have an unlimited uh, number of people that we can help, and that's one of the reasons why you know we we really want to get um, this to be uh, covered by insurance because that also you know opens the floodgates up for people to be able to do it because even though you know our program isn't even close to the price of a traditional treatment setting, it's still a lot. People are coming to us after, you know. Spending a lot of money already. Yeah, and during know. huge costs. And by the time that they get to us, they're like, oh my gosh, more more money. And it shouldn't be like that. This should be, you know, a service that is just piggybacked on. Exactly. 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 It's like, you know, it's true aftercare. It's home care. It's, you know, what makes sense so that's why we got into what we we're doing because we want to make a big difference and um i didn't know you know we can treat people in a fishbowl all we want but when they're outside <laughs> of that they're you know without their tools right and you and you're saying and i agree the fishbowl is important because boy is it important to take someone out of an environment because first right. of all it helps rewire their brain and that's just as important as then also, well, now we're out of the fishbowl and now we got to continue, you know, continue on with with everyday life um, where you were before you got into the fishbowl. So you work in Southern California. You're obviously doing your home visits in Southern California. I grew up there. There are so many people that live there. Y'all could stay there the rest of your lives and have plenty of people to help. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're finding. Uh, we, we definitely have, you know, uh, aspirations to be statewide and then, you know, expand even further out. And we're also hoping that we people take notice and that there's other companies that come up and, you know, start providing these types of services because we're not trying to, 
you know, be a one man show. We're trying to create a new industry here so that, you know, we can address this relapse rate that is absurd. That's that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, if you if you were open to having this be something that was nationwide at some point, um, not to, you know, be the the corner of the market, but to expand this um, until and along with other places that decide, yeah, I want to do this, too, which it should be offered everywhere. This should be as common as intensive outpatient. It should be as widely as accepted as intensive outpatient. And, you know, there should be just as many people able to do it because it's a, a, uh, you know, it's a needed service. We're going into an environment where, you know, I'd say 90% of people are having the trouble. They're not having trouble when they're in treatment. They're having trouble when they go home. And this is the answer for that. So, and, and there's no new, um, you know, there's no new therapies needed. There's, we're, we're taking everything that's available and we're just putting it in a new environment. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Nina, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I mean, not to toot Aiden's horn, but I know that he won't do it. So, I mean, you know, he worked <laughs> in the treatment in the fishbowl for a decade. And, you know, I think that that was really helpful, you know, for us in designing this group and creating this program because, he was really able to see what also works in treatment and what doesn't, you know. And um, it really helped us to mold the, you know, the program. And, I and, love you know, that. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 keep going, keep going. No, no, that's it. I mean, it, I think it's such a scalable program, and he's really thought of everything. This is something that um, he really focused on and, and dialed with a lot of um, – you know, iterations of how it was going to be. And at this point, I feel we're, we're just, we're seeing it work is what we're trying to say. So we're feeling really yeah. good about the efficacy. Well, here's the interesting thing. And we, we can close on this um, and you guys will come back on again, I'm sure. But here's the interesting thing for me with just any kind of mental health treatment from addiction to, you know, depression to anxiety to whatever co-occurring disorders, you know, it could be a whole basket, a whole enchilada of a lot of things. Um, And what's interesting to watch just even in my own family is that there are people that can go to therapy, they can go to a treatment center, they can do a program. And this is not everyone. So I am not in any way making a blanket statement about everyone. There are a few, and you touched on this earlier, who know the system and they know what Mm -hmm. to present when they're there. Mm -hmm. And they even just go in to see a therapist for outpatient therapy. They, the therapist doesn't get the benefit of many times of seeing what the heck, how do they behave at home? How do they interact Mm -hmm. at work? How do they, so there's, I've had situations with people who have seen a therapist for years and the therapist has no idea how this person really behaves out in the real world. They only know what's going on in the office. And that's not the fault of the therapist. It's just that you're, you, how would they know if they don't see? Yeah. Um, And I'll give it to you in this example, listeners. Okay. So here's been an interesting thing for me. Some of my therapists have listened to my shows. And guess what? 
they brought that into the therapy room and said, okay, I listened to some of your shows. I see how you interact with people and we need to work on this particular issue because I can see this with you. I see it coming out in your shows. And I thought, oh my God, that is so wow. beneficial. That's so beneficial wow. because they were right. And I grew right. as a person because of that. Wow. So going into people's home environment, you see a lot of stuff that you can go, yeah, okay, this needs some uh -huh. work. But you don't get the benefit of seeing when even when family shows up at a treatment center, you're yeah. not seeing how they behave on Friday night. <laughs> We've had the exact exactly. same experience. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of therapists that we have are, you know, have worked in in the treatment setting or even actually even still do and they'll just you know work for us in addition and it's the same thing they say wow our clients open up so much faster to, to us in their own environment it's yeah. astounding how much progress we can make so quickly um so and that they can hide less because you're yeah. watching just even somebody coming in a room uh, an interaction with a kid coming in a room or being a part of therapy or just walking through the house, you can, you're seeing the behavior, the physicality, the move, you know, all those things that don't end, that don't show up. Yeah. Exactly. It paints a whole interesting uh, picture. So I, I love, I love, love, love what you guys are doing. I just, I think it's phenomenal. And I, I really want to be a part of helping you get this nationwide. Well, thanks, Kristen. We feel the same way with what you're doing. Getting the message out to all of America is so awesome. You're so sweet. And, you know, we're <laughs> so... Really not, everybody, not everybody would say I'm sweet, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> it's okay. I can take the hits. Um, <laughs> when you're an advocate, sometimes you got to be able to take them punches. That's okay. Yeah. It, if it's for a good cause. No well, one ever okay. said it was going to be easy. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you both. And I want to make sure our listeners know the website is Addiction Help at Home. And don't do what I did. They said Addiction Help at Home. And I immediately went, wait a minute. I can't put the at sign in there for a website. Durr. It's actually the word AT. So Addiction Help <laughs> AT Home.com. These are lovely people. I met them in person. We've done many shows and they are doing something unique. And I love people that go against the grain. So um, this, this is good stuff. So I hope listeners that you've benefited from, from, you know, hearing what they have to say. And to the two of you, thank you again for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Kristen. It was our Thanks pleasure. So much. Thanks so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Have a great week. Take care. But never without good intentions I heat up and act on my emotions Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. 
Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised, we'd be cordial. Sometimes in you I can fight it. Good boy.